Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. It's a show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time. It could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Hey guys, welcome. We're doing something different, uh, but not at all. It's something that I have long tried to promise you guys, is I finally have a guest here on the Russ Rants podcast yet again. Yes, it's been far and few between, but I figured you guys deserved a break. There's only so much you guys can hear me ramble on and on week after week, and yet you guys have been such phenomenal support, so thank you so very much. But uh, today, before I get to our guest, I want to thank you guys for some of your comments last week just regarding uh, my trip to Vegas. You guys were all very polite. You didn't get after me for hating Vegas or anything like that, in which I am grateful. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned, as I'll segue into this episode, I mentioned how uh, I actually had the opportunity to go see and or what we were thinking of trying to get to see uh, Avengers Endgame in Vegas, which would have been just the icing on the cake of that trip. We're not able to do so. I watched it as soon as I could, and uh, I've been itching to talk about it, but I am so pleased to introduce to you my good friend here uh, on the show, first time on my show, and yet not our first time podcasting together, Super Dave. Super Dave, welcome to the Russ Rants podcast, man. Thank you so much for agreeing to to chat with me. Yeah, thanks, Russ. It's great to be here. It's 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 been a long time. We For those that don't know, Super Dave and I... And another member named Cloud actually ran a podcast for a bit called Wonder Tilt. And I actually made a joke about it the other day, Dave, that it's still there whenever we decide to. But we're all like on permanent hiatus. So if we ever <laughs> okay. want to get the band back together, we absolutely can. But cool. thank you for joining me on this one. And I'll explain this to you guys really quickly, okay? So, Dave, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug this for you. This is how it works in our world. Uh, Super Dave is helping me out today with this podcast interview, but you can find him on YouTube at Super-Dave. Yep, it sounds like it's spelled Tomoan. <laughs> his last name is Thomason, but what, what happened there, Dave? Was it just a typo or? Yeah, I must have been in a rush to get some video up at some point, uh, and I clearly missed a letter in my haste and did not see it until probably years later. Uh, when like my, my one of three videos or two videos I have posted, uh, went mini viral and then someone pointed it out and I thought, Oh, okay, okay cool. Tons of subscribers, huge no, typo. In my username. And if but, you hey, guys want to find out. his video, the one that kind of went mini viral, it has currently 27,321 views. You just type in YouTube. Don't stop Thanos. Now it actually pertains to Avengers. So that's just perfect. That's a great, it's a mm -hmm. fantastic video. It's very funny. How long did that take you to work on, by the way, there, Dave? Oh, thanks, man. I probably crushed that out in like most of a day, um, maybe a little bit later. It's hard to tell with rendered times, right? But uh, yeah, about a day and some change. Perfect. Yeah. And, I, and I will say this, guys. So we are going to talk about Avengers Endgame today, finally. Now, I will preface again, if, you know, movie reviews, this is not necessarily a movie review. This is simply two good friends discussing a movie that has been long awaited. 11 years, 11 years? Mm -hmm. 11 years. Uh, yeah, 10 plus, something like that. Yeah. 11 years in the More making, 10, 21 movies total. 
Yeah. Okay. So this, yeah. this for those that don't get it, because here's the deal, guys. My sister-in-law, God bless her, hates superhero movies. She was saying the other day how Black Panther is one of her least favorite movies of all time. Okay. For if mm. if you're if you're I like the non-judgmental whom that was that was appropriate. If if you are not a like a superhero movie person or you're not even a movie person and you're like I don't know if I'm going to get anything about this. You might be right. You can still hang on. Or if you – here's a benefit, and Dave, you can tell me if this is valuable. But if you don't care about these movies but you're tired about not knowing what the crap everyone is excited about, we can give you mm-hmm. kind of a cheat sheet of like how to maneuver through some of those conversations because we're actually going to go through some major spoilers today. So, Dave, if you wanted to do uh, – That was, was going to be one of my next questions is how endgame spoiler are you willing to Dave, be here? give are the preface. Gloves this off? This is gloves off. Give the preface spoiler alert. I want to see your – I want to hear your best spoiler alert for me, okay? Okay, well, it's, it's, it's endgame, and if you've somehow made it this far into this podcast, uh, expecting not for it to be spoiled um, – Bless you for your naivete, but, you know, it's about to get real. So, uh, you know, man up or shut her down. Man up or shut her down because, yeah, I'm going to put it in the title of this episode. So, you know, if you obviously, if you've been listening this long up to this point, you're going to know that we're going to, but we are going to go gloves off. We're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. So here's the dealio, okay? Uh, I'm going to say, Dave, some ground rules. We don't need to go over too much of the actual plot and concept trying to, to dissect it. Um, if you want to give okay. a brief, and I, I know this is a challenge because it's such a long movie, three hours, and it's the second part of a two-part you know, mini odyssey. Okay, mm-hmm. Do you want to mm-hmm. give the brief synopsis and let's tackle it? Definitely. If you, if you, okay, go for it, mister. I've watched it how many times, Dave? How many times have you watched Because I called uh, you yesterday saying, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I want to yeah. talk about Endgame. And you told me you watched it how many times? I've seen it three times in theaters now. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was the first time was just like, you know, I went with my sister, but I had to see it. The, sec- the next two times were like with people that I wanted to see it with, you know, and that wanted to see it themselves. But yeah. That many times. So you want a synopsis? I want a brief synopsis. Do your best. We'll we'll go into the nitty gritty stuff. So you don't need to go into like spoilers yet, but just overall part one and part two, if you want to Uh, start with infinity war. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Yeah. Just give us, just give a a brief one, two. Yeah. Okay. Well, all the movies into like in the background have kind of been about the infinity stones popping up in the form of different devices, yada, yada, yada. They've uh, by the start of infinity war, Thanos, who's kind of been the big bad guy brooding in the background throughout space, sending off different bad guys throughout the movies. Um, He gets a couple of them and is basically strong enough to start his sort of victory lap going around getting the rest of them more or less unstoppable at this point. Um, You know, I think first he takes out, uh, you know, Thor and uh, the Hulk and they get scattered. And by the time he gets to Earth, it's like, Civil War has happened, so Captain America and Iron Man are split up. The Avengers are split up, so they're not really able to defend themselves super well. But you know, they end up kind of splitting off and taking on himself or some of his units and different parts of the, you know, whatever the universe in the end battle, and uh, they're unable to stop him. And he ends up getting all the Infinity Stones, and he snaps his fingers and wipes out half the life in the universe, all creatures and everything which has always been his main deal, uh, you know, as a villain. And it's kind of introduced pretty well in Infinity War. We see his, like, you know, all his reasoning behind it. You know, the universe is finite, the resources are finite, but life kind of multiplies un- unendingly. So and it's his solution for overpopulation, basically. 
but yeah, so the Avengers throw everything they got at him and they can't do anything. And he snaps everybody out. Uh, half the heroes turn to ash before our eyes. Um, heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking ending. Am I missing anything so far? Nope. You're, you're crushing it, man. It's perfect speed too. So if you want to dive into a brief part two, but you know, we can then go from there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no spoiler. Well, yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Here we go. Okay. So end game uh, starts out. We, uh, basically more or less picks up where it left off we uh see tony and nebula out in space they left titan after fighting thanos there and getting their butt kicked they were the only two survivors and they escaped in the only ship there that wasn't destroyed the guardian's ship uh it's called the benatar the second one instead of the milano thanks son Uh, okay yeah yeah and and then but it's damaged and it's drifting out in space and they're pretty much toast at that point captain marvel shows up and saves them she was sort of introduced in I guess like the after credits teaser for Captain Marvel is where you see her sort of link up with um, Cap and Captain Widow and, and Black, the Avengers right. back on the planet. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But anyway, so she brings them back, which allows them all to sort of get back together. And they're all pretty bummed out. Um, Tony's going through some severe PTSD. He kind of loses it on Cap in the super creepy, uh, heart-wrenching scene where he's all like, Able, like emaciated. Yeah. From like not eating and like almost half dead and robert downey jr does such a great performance and they got like the cgi to make him all bony and yeah it was really good and he just kind of loses it on captain america and blames him for you know his lies essentially about the nature of stark's parents being killed uh splitting up the avengers so that when thanos finally showed up they weren't you know together like cap said they were going to be and uh they got destroyed so he's blaming cap and Cap's totally down to take the blame, you know. Um, but Tony passes out. He's kind of out of commission. You know, he he has his crazy monologue and then collapses into a pile of yuck. Uh, so they put him on a bed and, you know, some medical feed and whatever. So then the Avengers uh, pool their resources and, you know, they're able to figure out uh, that they, they find out where Thanos went basically after the snap. And they locate his little garden world where he's been hiding out. And they, you know, basically they're like, okay, let's do this. It's really a, a really good sort of like follow up to the end of Infinity War where you see them get stomped. And they basically it like starts up with Captain America saying, you know, let's get the son of a bitch. And it throws the Avengers credit scene and you're all like, yeah, let's do it. And they bust into his house and he's all, yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, they bust into his house looking for the gems and they realize they're too late because Thanos has used the gems to destroy the gems. So uh, the Infinity Stones, so there is no Infinity Stones anymore. And they're kind of like foiled and they don't know what to do. And uh, yeah, Thor in a moment of retaliation, weakness, I don't know what. Uh, he's Yeah, he swings on Thanos and goes for the head, as it were, you know, uh, making him uh, a few feet shorter. And uh, yeah, uh, but it's a super hollow gesture and super like he's, there's no victory in it. It's very like sad and depressing. And then it kind of zooms out and cuts to five years later. Which was and... the biggest shocker for me. So let's pause there really quickly, yeah. okay? Because um, we will continue the synopsis and, and kind of finish it up and then dive in. But did that disappoint you or were you pleased or did that completely shock you with, uh, oh, my gosh, this isn't even where the story ends. There's a new story kind of like five years later where we're completely changing the script. It's not a continuous story anymore. There's been a lag here. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. And uh, I was I was surprised by it at first. 
I definitely went into this movie, tried to go in with as little expectations as possible as to how they were going to resolve it. Because Infinity War kind of like in some ways, you know, wasn't what I expected and and yet was. But so I I kind of at this point trust them implicitly with the story and to do a good job. Which is huge. And that was kind of neat for a franchise going into it. And yeah, well, you know, I I get to it. I might be kind of a fanboy. I might be blind to some of their flaws. But um, yeah, so anyways. Five years later. Okay, so. Uh, you can move forward, you know, everyone's all <laughs> discouraged and depressed and, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you start to get to see a big part of this movie is how the different characters deal with essentially the grief of accepting their failure, accepting that all the people that are gone are actually gone now and they can't get them back. And that's sort of the best benefit of this five-year junk. It was surprising, but it was really neat to see where they all sort of gravitated to different ways, right? Um, but essentially they're all back on earth. Um, widow is now like black widow is now running the Avengers sort of out of, out of the base. Um, she, you can see she's in like having a hollow sort of meeting with some of the different members who are sort of split out across the world or the universe, even, you know, uh, Nebula and rocket are reporting in from space. Captain Marvel's reporting in from space. The others I think are on the planet still. Um, but yeah, she's been running stuff and, you kind of see that that's been her go-to is that she's kind of just gotten obsessed with her work and running the Avengers. And she's kind of even apparent in like her appearance. Cause you see like in the last movie, when they were on the run after civil war, she got the blind, the blonde uh, dye job. Yes. Right. Um, and then she sort of has that in the beginning before the five year jump. Um, but then it's like, now she's got her long red hair again, except like it the last like, third it half was, of it, it's yeah, still blonde. Exactly. And it's totally just like, she just didn't care and it's just been growing for five years and you know never bothered to you know whatever get it colored or deal with it or i don't know maybe it's that she, she but to to put it in in perspective you know every other movie pretty much before that she's got had a completely different hairstyle and you know whatever whatever so it's, it's i thought for me it said something about the character and sort of you know how her perspective on life had been right changed. and then and let me let me stop you there quickly because I want to dive more into some of these key stuff here, but I also want to make sure that you get the chance to also dive into some of the stuff you thought was really cool. Otherwise, we're going to run out of time. And so, mm. yeah, you know, yeah. basically, right, so they're all mourning. She's hanging on to yeah. saving people. And then I thought a really touching mm-hmm. part, and we can touch on this really quickly, I thought it was very interesting that Steve Rogers just, instead of, like, being the hero, he kind of – you know, undressed from the Captain America armor and he was doing support groups for the morning still. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, some people have pointed out, it's sort of a shout out to in Winter Soldier when he meets Sam and he goes to meet him after like they're jogging or whatever. Sam is leading like a, like a veterans group, like a counseling group for veterans who have returned from war and trying to deal with the, it's pretty similar scene. Uh, some people thought that maybe because you know that's one of the sam's one of the guys the falcon who was uh snapped out so in some ways it could be him like continuing his legacy in some way but yeah you're right it's cool it's the super that's captain america's thing that he gravitated towards right just helping people on like a personal level and and then they dive into it because i'll i'll smooth over this now because you've done a great job but i also want to make sure again i'm taking forever i know it's hard to no 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 no. guys disclaimer here i have asked dave last minute to talk about a movie that he's watched three times that's one of the biggest movies of all time in cinematic history okay i think he did a pretty great job don't don't worry about it do you want me to rush through the rest is that was that what this is rush through the rest man i got you got this okay i'll uh we can dissect it more later but cole's notes let's dissect after okay 
Ant-Man comes back. He was in the quantum tunnel at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the people that put him in got dusted, so he was trapped there. Um, a rat runs over the controls for the van that he was yes. in with the portal in the we'll back. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, That's one yeah. of my favorite parts. Um, yeah. And results in him getting spat out, and he's kind of the Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead in this whole scenario because he wakes up, and for him, it hasn't been five years. It's only been uh, five hours that he was trapped in there. And so he's kind of wandering around trying to figure out what the heck happened. Everything's kind of in disarray and people are all super depressed and not talking to him. Um, but he starts to piece it together. And uh, eventually he contacts the Avengers to point out that, you know, hey, I accidentally time traveled kind of. And, you know, he lost, pe- discovered that he lost people as well and thought that maybe there was a possibility they could essentially use this quantum time travel to make things different to get the stones and bring people back which is that's the main plot device is time travel the time heist so yeah. let's take the, this really quickly time heist. No, let's you know what maybe we're just improv improvising here dave but we're gonna let's bite piece by piece and then we can get to dive into some of the fun stuff i don't think that's a bad way to go but like that's the main device to save mm-hmm. the universe what were yeah. your thoughts on the time heist well, um, I word got out pretty early on uh, through people, at least through rumors, that it was going to have some kind of time travel involved. So I was kind of ready for that. I was worried about that because that always seems to complicate storylines, right? And can sometimes really take out the the weight of some of the actions and choices made by characters in the past. When now we can just loop around and fix everything or whatever, right? But they did it something can, key with the rules. Yeah, they explained super explicitly before they even ever time travel how that stuff works. That basically in this universe, uh, the way time travel works is if you travel to the past, you basically start a new, completely new timeline that you can change it however you want, but it's not going to alter the original timeline you went through because that's still your past and that's still a thing. Yeah, which kind of fits into the whatever infinite possibilities, infinite dimensions, you know. Right, so. and I've heard that this is called the Dragon Ball Z explanation of time travel. I don't know. I've never watched Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Would you say that that's yeah, the same I guess. thing? Yeah, I think. I guess so. Uh, it's sort of how it works with Trunks, I guess. Yeah, he goes back, but it's not like to save, change his past. It's to get revenge and okay. train up to, so that when he goes home, he can, you know, take care of things there. But yeah, okay. So time travel, I was worried about it, but honestly, the way they used it, like the, like you said, and also what they were able to accomplish with it as a storytelling device, uh, brought just brought some amazing scenes and some amazing. Oh, I missed Tilda Swinton so bad. I missed her. Oh my god. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her, man. That was a oh, big surprise. I missed her. Uh yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue, but oh, so, so time heist, time heist. They, they bring in uh the hulk to help them out professor hulk professor hulk yeah what did you think by the way i loved it i loved it for me bruce got his happy ending before anybody else because his his personal conflict has always been about him and the hulk and figuring out who was in charge and who got to you know and he finds peace he makes peace with himself and is like he's not really bruce or the hulk he's like a combination of both of them you know professor hulk personality He's got the the brains, but he's also like way more brash and like you know outgoing and you know some of the funniest uh, scenes in that movie were freaking from that human being. Thank you very much. For sure, some people were a little cheese that, and I get it. Like in some terms, like he didn't, he wasn't as involved in this movie in terms of like physically, you know, beating stuff up. No, like the Hulk normally is, no. but. No. There was so many other characters, and we've already seen him smash stuff up. You know, I don't know how many different ways they could have done it. Um, 
I didn't mind that too bad. He was kind of more like a support character, like the Beast from the X-Men, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so anyways, they get him on board to help with the time travel. They tried getting Tony, but he doesn't want to at first. He's kind of in denial. He has since, in the last five years, been making a life for himself and Pepper. And they are married and have a kid. Have a daughter. A daughter. Super adorable. And for some of the, like, yeah, some really great scenes with the two of them, man. Um, Extortion. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he, he, he eventually comes around and... He's the one who actually figures out how, how to do it safely. Um, so they come up with a machine and suits that will allow them to travel through time. So they plan this heist where they're going to go to like three separate points in the timeline where they can have access to some of the, the six stones. And um, they split off. They each sort of do their own thing. Um, in the end, they get the stones back uh through no small cost you know and some some crazy scenes that we can get into but they get them back they make a gauntlet uh using the iron man sort of nanotech from his suit um however also in their adventures in time i have to at least throw it in yep. that um they end up bumping into uh, i think it's 2014, 2014 Thanos, Thanos. that's right Thanos from the, at the start of the first guardians of the galaxy that's movie right. um and he, because the two nebulas, nebula is the one that goes back to that time and their network. Like robot, like what? She's a cyborg. cyborg. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like she's had hardcore cybernetic, uh, you know, alterations and stuff. So they're once the two of them are in the same timeline, their networks link and they start spitting out each other's memories with their little hollow projectors. And anyways, Thanos clues in and puts it together because he's smart like that, um, and figures out what's going on that the Avengers, you know, are from a different timeline where. He was successfully successful in his mission and that he had used the stones to destroy them and that they were forced to time travel in order to undo what he had done. And so then he basically turns it on them and makes a plan of his own and kidnaps the nebula from the prime timeline and replaces her with the nebula from his timeline, who's still super loyal to him. And she goes back to the original timeline uh, to fool all the Avengers into thinking she's the one that they know and love, right? So she can infiltrate their base. So it's crazy, but we're almost done here. No, guys. you're doing, guys. Uh, again, this is necessary. I know that some of you guys who have watched the movie are might be thinking, like, why are we listening to the podcast summarizing? This again is for everybody. We've always said that the restaurants podcast is a conversation, and this is one of the most talked about movies right now. And again, if you this isn't your jam, but you're like, all right, let's just get it over with. Just give me the brief synopsis. And if you aren't even like understanding half of this you're getting more than what other people would try to give you in terms of grace if explaining the story dave in my opinion is one of the best at at relaying information and stories you're doing good so dave thanks buddy so you're welcome so nebula was the key here because her two consciousnesses and her automation that linked the th things together tips off mm -hmm. the bad guy Again, yep. which we'll go into because I want to know your thoughts on bring back Thanos again for, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so she ends up bringing Thanos to the future. Yep. And yep. and then after that, really, I guess that's the hodgepodge where you can almost end it because, you know, well, they get the they get the gems, they get it in the gauntlet. Uh, Bruce is the one uh, the Hulk is that snaps off and he snaps to bring everybody back almost dies just as Thanos and his ship burst out of the time machine into the base and they bomb the, the hell out of the, uh, <laughs> the base and uh, they bomb it. And uh, he thinks that he kills them. Thanos comes out and basically 
uh nebula goes in after the gauntlet which is sort of down in the rubble while captain america iron man and thor they stand up to thanos on the surface and they start scrapping with him uh eventually let's see i think it's before he yeah he doesn't get the gauntlet um so then he, thanos after you know mopping the floor mostly with the three of those dudes he calls in all his army from his ship and it's like awesome. every unit you've ever it was seen horrifying man it was thanos purely horrifying. In any of the movies the black orders there there's like other like these brute gorilla units we haven't even seen ever before the big old flying leviathans from yeah it's crazy it's crazy um yeah, and it looks like it's just Captain America getting ready to square down. He gets up one last time, you know, to face down this massive army. It's awesome. And then uh, then uh, the portals start opening up, you know, and that's when oh. we as the fans and the audience lose our collective snot. And it just keeps getting cooler and cooler. And basically virtually every single Marvel hero they've had that's still alive in this timeline uh, starts popping out of these portals and before you know it you've got like a lord of the rings you know armies of good versus armies of darkness clash and yeah it's crazy man i i yeah it's insane it's it's why it's why you sort of have to see this movie a couple of times to sort of exactly get there's so much there's the just so happens. much man it's it's how it works and how it's designed right but, so they scrap and eventually the glove comes back into play the gauntlet and they're trying to get into Ant-Man's van because it's the time portal so they can send the gems back and Thanos can't use it. This is after they brought everybody back, right? Yep. Um, so they're trying to get it, but the van is way on Thanos' side of the battlefield behind all his guys. So they got to start running it across. And they basically have like a game of rugby or football. The coolest the game of keep away handing, ever. Yeah, handing the gauntlet off from one guy to the next as they get it over the battlefield. And eventually it's Captain Marvel who's just about to get it in and Thanos spears the van with his crazy double blade and destroys the portal and then he essentially gets the gauntlet and comes very very close to snapping captain marvel gets in the way and stops him uh tony tries to and he's in the area and then when thanos realizes he can't stop Than uh, captain marvel from essentially breaking his fingers he pops out the power gem from the gauntlet puts it in his other hand and knocks her away which some people say this is what gives tony the idea that oh, the gems can be taken out of the gauntlet if I can't get the gauntlet from him. Because uh, it's right after that that he turns to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange gives the him the... most important hand finger. gesture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Finger of destiny that they're in the one potential future. And for it kind of makes sense because right after that, Tony does his scheme of trying to get the gauntlet back. Thanos pushes him away, says his line, you know, I'm inevitable and uh, tries to snap everybody out. And it doesn't work because the gems aren't there. And Tony is revealed to have taken them and they're implemented into his suit. He gets charged up and snaps out uh, Thanos and all his army, uh, sacrificing himself. And there's like a sad death scene and a sad funeral scene and uh, a few sad scenes of characters saying goodbye. And Aww. I guess yeah, Captain America. Yeah. Captain America's ending. We, well, so, okay. <laughs> so, and you did a great job. I think that was actually because again, I want people to understand some of the stuff that we're about to crash into. And you actually did a really good job of not even getting into the meaty parts. Okay. Yeah, I was really skimming it uh, near the end there, but it's only about half as long as the actual movie. You did is, good. You know, okay, so. so and then after that, there's some resolutions that happen and then open endedness. So let's start with some of the questions, okay? And again, thank you very much, guys, for listening to the Rush Rants podcast. I won't, I'm not even going to say hanging in there because for many of you guys, you're already loving Dave's synopsis because you're like, oh, that was such a good scene. Like you guys are agreeing with us. So I know that that's not a burden for you. Okay. 
I want to ask you, there's a very broad question, okay? And then we mm-hmm. can dive into the specifics. Was the overall arc of the main traditional Avengers kept intact? Was it satisfactory? Or was there a little bit that they missed out on? Cap- I'm talking Captain America. I'm talking Hulk. I'm talking Iron Man. I'm talking the original Avengers. Yeah, the big, the the big six. Um, That's right. I feel that, yes. Um, it was honestly the best possible ending I could have come up with for Iron Man or Captain America. I never thought actually Captain America would have gotten to go back like that. It's perfect. Um, and it's like, once they introduce time travel, it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't he? And that's awesome. That's awesome. It's a great way to end it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, do you want me to get into the individual ones? Like please, I, please, okay, absolutely. Okay. That's fine. Hawkeye was good. You know, it was, they've established he had a family and, you know, a lot of people, the cynics among us thought, okay, well, as soon as the family's here, you know, it's only a matter of time before they get uh, brutally killed to make him go on a John Wickian, you know, Taken style revenge tour. Did you know who Ronan was? Because I actually am not too familiar with that character. I uh, Somebody told me about it ahead of time, yeah. And that's that's sort of the people that figured that's why the family had been introduced because apparently that's a that happens in the comics. Maybe not in the same point in the timeline or whatever, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Hawkeye's family gets so killed. He goes off he, and he uh, starts killing yeah. people, which was crazy. Okay, it was, um, and you know, but it, it lends some. It it really where it was most handy was the scene on Vormir with him and Scarlet. Where uh, sorry, Black Widow, uh, and them sort of you know competing to be the one who sacrifices themselves, you know, for the team, for the yes. other one, you know, because yes. he's he wants to kill himself because he's ashamed of what he's become. Uh, and yes. wants to redeem himself and get his family back. Whereas Natasha and, doesn't have a family to live for. Whereas no, Martin. the Avengers are her family, and you know she's. And what's more, there's the whole thing between the two of them that she feels that she owes him her life because he chose to recruit her as a when she was a KGB agent instead of killing her, which was their mission. Supposedly that's, right. that's their background, and kind of what I'm really hoping the prequel Black Widow movie is about. Uh, yes, it's a misbeat if they don't do that. I'm just going to say that now, but hey um so yeah anyways that's sort of hawkeye and black widow's endings right um for her it's she's sort of come all the way back from there you go being a a a train from birth assassin who's you know sort of had no moral compass presumably to start out with to you know an an agent to yeah an avenger to exactly so that was all right i was a little bummed she didn't get to you know gang in on the the final fight but storytelling wise i get it you know they needed and pola felt that this scene with black widow dying was a little bit rushed and it wasn't she she personally says she didn't feel the impact she knows that she was supposed to more and it was but it kind of felt like really awkward how many times they changed because i get that they were trying to like kind of catch you off guard with oh barton is gonna yeah they were screwing with the audience's emotions and also it's kind of the only scene, the closest thing she gets to a combat scene in that movie, to be honest. <laughs> it's true, sadly. But yes, it is true. So did you feel that the impact was properly dealt with, or do you think that there was a better send-off they could have given yeah, her, even I if mean, it was sacrificed? I, I I, was surprised. I guess I didn't realize, but yeah, her contract's up too, and I guess she must be done with the character, you know? Um, or maybe that's just the only way they could write it to have the most impact. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, it was surprising. I don't know what else that much what else they could have done with her unless they, you know, got into her past. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. and I mean, how else do they get the soul stone, you know? Somebody's gotta die. Okay. What what for me the bigger question is so Nebula must be must be on her, right? She must be the one that knew 
that sending those two for the soul stone would work, but that one of them wouldn't be coming back. Right. Like, I mean, she sort of knew about Gamora and that she pieced that together. Right. So, so why I mean, send those two and not tell them about it? Cause they were obviously pretty surprised. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe Nebula's like that, like hardcore and legit, like this is the stakes, you know, but still pretty icy even for her. True. Well, and I mean, I didn't even think about that actually until you just said that. Where I'm like, that's right. Nebula actually explicitly mentions Gamora died. She knows how, right? She, she knows, and she sends them off the pod. You know, their course is set in. All they have to do is not fall out. You know, <laughs> and, and it's true. I guess I now that you've watched it three times, I guess you just don't pick up on those nuances where you're like, she's legit sending one of them to their death willingly. Maybe, maybe it's there's definitely evidence there to suggest, but okay. I don't want to. I don't want to harsh it on Nebula. I like. I really like that character. She got so much more like plot relevance in this movie. It was great to see her. It's not just the like, depth. I always thought she was just the annoying android. Three. Exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was just like she's the bratty sister that just grunts all the time, and then she turned into this character with depth, heart, pain. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, I liked her in Guardians too. That was really good, and then uh, Infinity War and Endgame. I feel like she crushed it. So correct. Um, uh, let's let's. I'm going to say so. We already talked about Professor Hulk. Okay, we already talked about Cap, Iron Man. Okay, we've yeah, already talked yeah. about Black Widow, and we already talked about Hawkeye. We're missing something. We're something missing big and one bigger problem. Something hairy. What were your thoughts on overweight beer mongering, online trolling, Xbox 360, PS4 warring, Call of Duty, Fortniteing, Thor? Yeah, junkie bro, drunkard Thor. Um, I I was shocked at first, um, you know, and then I was kind of sort of thinking about it in my head and like okay five years um trauma i was i was surprised but if you look at his character arc and where he was at in the start of infinity war you know for him he lost everything before everybody else you know he watched uh half his people get killed his after brother taking responsibility heimdall. for them. he watched his brother heimdall get iced right in front of him uh after he himself got his butt kicked um for thor his whole deal has always been about being worthy enough to be the king of Asgard, the son of Odin, you know, being good enough. The whole first movie, he loses his powers because he's like, doesn't know humility. And, you know, that's the whole movie is about him becoming worthy enough to get his power back. And uh, yeah, and then he's not good enough to beat Thanos. And then he kind of, in, in, in Infinity War, he's on this sort of Shakespearean blood feud to get vengeance on Thanos at all costs, right? Uh, uh, he goes like into all black sort of armor, except for the cape, and gets this new crazy axe. And, um, and then after all that, he still, because of his own greed and uh, his own like desire to persuade his to you know stroke his ego and sort of get revenge and gloat to Thanos, he hits him in the chest instead of the head, so he can say he didn't aim for the head. Yeah, exactly. Um, he does, and so because of that personal petty error. Then everybody else that's you know around loses everybody they love because of him, and and then yeah that then that's the start of the movie when they go and stones are gone they can't even undo it so he hits rock bottom after probably thinking he was already at rock bottom and his way of coping with it is to you know to sink away into depression and addiction and distraction and it's it's a very it's a very uh, common uh, it's a delicate swing though wasn't it because i mean when i saw it with pola at first i was angry because i'm like this almost feels too comical but then as you settle into the character and you're like 
oh dang no like this is real like he's a broken yeah he's a shell super tragic yeah or totally yeah. um and you know if you look back on it you know he definitely with that character he definitely made a big diff- change in ragnarok that was like thor tipping from fantastical to farcical where then it was like making fun of itself and sort of how grandiose and ridiculous everything was um they were always a little goofy but that was the movie that really sort of tips it over in certain terms of the tone right um but then in these last two super dramatic movies they sort of changed that into now thor is using humor as like a defense mechanism to cope with you know the fact that you know his family's all dead and that you know yes if he doesn't stop thanos he's lost everything and you see that in you see that in infinity war and it's just like multiplied times 10 or times five years i guess for you know this thor so yeah um yeah, I was surprised the first time, and I was like, you know, I didn't really know what to think about it, but upon further reflection, I like it. It's kind of where else could they really go with the character at this point? Um, you know, he's lost the hammer, got the hammer back, lost his hair, you know, now he's got his hair back. And exactly. <laughs> I don't know. No, I get it. Exactly. Um, and it kind of leaves the door open, you know. Now he might do some stuff with the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Asgardians right? of like, the Galaxy, baby. Chris Hemsworth was supposed to be out too, but I think he's shown more interest in the character since Ragnarok. I was going to ask you this. I think, and this is, now this is maybe for the more movie buffs, and I do not pretend to be a movie buff whatsoever, but I pay attention enough where I'm like, they might have earned Chris coming back. Taiki, Taika, Taiki Watiti? Taika Watiti, I believe. Yeah. Unless I'm missing that. From the rumors I've read and heard, he kind of revived Chris Hemsworth's delight in the Thor character with Ragnarok Mm -hmm. because that's more so where he felt like he could shine was more of a, a true God, but like, I don't know, more farcical. Like you said, a little bit more lighthearted, maybe it's probably a much funner role to play more fun role to play. You know, I'll take funner Uh, goofy Thor who can, you know, laugh at himself and, and still be, you know, badass and cool when it's required of him. Um, yeah, like I said, it kind of embraces the goofiness of the whole thing rather than Thor 1 and 2, which are fine in and of themselves, but they're really pushing the, like, Lord of the Rings fantasy, like, over the exactly. top. And it's like, exactly. It's always just a hair away from being ridiculous, and Ragnarok is just tipping the scale one side to the over. Which, like, it, which over was okay, here. because, again, Ragnarok at first was not my favorite, but I think it kind of saved that character for longevity's sake, because I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Taika Waititi is actually taking over as Guardians, or <laughs> is taking actually over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, no. No, no, no. They got, they got James Gunn. Is Gunn Gummy come back? Okay, good. Because I, I heard, oh, yeah, I he's read, been officially I, pardoned. Okay, because that's what I heard. I was like, he was on the outs. Then Taika was asked, and then Gunn's coming back. Taika said he wouldn't do it. I believe okay. is what happened. All right, because he didn't want to touch it because it was James Gunn's baby. I, well, and that's why I was a little bit nervous because uh, if you remember too, this is totally off topic, but I've actually come to really respect James Gunn, um, and he's actually been asked to save Suicide Squad as well. Totally yep. different universe. He's doing Suicide Squad too, which yeah, thank God, which gives me hope yes, for that. Thank which God, <laughs> is a big is a big deal because that seemed pretty hopeless. But no, now. We'll give it a shot. Okay, so he Gun is um, coming back, which I was happy because I actually Gun's coming back. I'd heard that, and I was like, ah, I mean, I get it, maybe, but I kind of felt bad if that was the case because Gun was the heart and soul of Guardians, right? So, yeah, at first they just confirmed that they would be using his script again, no matter who directed it, and then eventually, I think they were just waiting for the backlash to cool down before they're like, okay, you know what? He's been cool about this whole thing, so we're gonna just let it slide. Fair enough. 
they knew I guess maybe they got a better feel of popular opinion. Who knows? Who knows how that okay. goes down? Right? Okay. But, okay. But I digress. So I mean, so those are the core and the the Thor one was definitely something I wanted to pick your brain on because it's a risky move. But I you mm-hmm. know, I read some of the articles. The Russo brothers, first off, hats off to them. If you don't know the Russo brothers, I don't yeah. know them very well, except that they directed episodes of community. <laughs> community (laughs) to now directing co-directing one of the greatest cinematic (laughs) i mean they got really good at weaving multiple very different characters together in you know and i mean abed's alternate realities literally like gave birth to infinity war if you think about it so they've done a great job handling this many characters and trying to get them into one narrative that still vaguely makes sense. Probably not the people, again, I wouldn't go into these movies for your first Marvel film. You're going to be out of your element. No, you got to go to the Iron Man one, Iron Man three, uh, Captain America. You can't start right in. And M- I think MCU TV, man, I, I mentioned that in uh wonder tilt at one point, that website, yes, MCU TV, the guy he's now done all of the first two phases of the movies in completion. And apparently he's only waiting for uh, the last couple here to come out on uh, Blu-ray before we'll get phase three again uh, as well. It's good. It's like all the movies mashed together, edited together in one narrative and sort of chopped up into little uh, 45 minute episodes, as you might see on like HBO or something like that. It's really amazingly well done. No, you want to watch through it again without watching through the whole thing. MCU TV. It's really good. Yeah, smasters.net, I think, is the guy's website, Samuel Masters. But it'll come up if you search MCU TV. Awesome. No, that's awesome. Okay. So with with all that then being said, um, was there any other surprises that were your favorites and any other surprises that were your least favorite that left a bad taste in your mouth? Good taste in your mouth, bad taste in your mouth. Okay. Uh, Surprises. Well, yeah, like I said, five years was kind of a surprise, but again, it led enough time for you know tony to have a daughter he could have a conversation with which added merit to his sacrifice because i mean if it was just him and pepper still i i mean good on you that's the future you never got but he had his future and it's enough time for the characters yeah and he gets a he gets a good happy ending first and then he gets to sacrifice himself right thor gets his or sorry hulk gets his happy ending you know he settles the dispute amongst himself and is able to be his best self um yeah, um, surprise is. Okay, the, the time travel, I guess. Like I said, I was really worried about it, but um, they did what a lot of the stuff I wanted. They went back to the original Avengers, you know, in a way that wasn't yeah, Let's go there really quick. Campy. Like, what were some of yeah, your okay. favorite nuggets? Because, I mean, I, I'm sorry, guys. You know, we there's a little bit of a language warning in this one, but I think it's just because we're so dang excited and we're speaking candidly. We're good friends. But that was America's mm. ass. Yeah, totally. And them poking fun at that first outfit. Because anytime you watch that now, it's like, man, it's that did not it's age It's cringy well. as heck. But oh. you know what? That's fanboy Coulson said he helped design that suit. So it's made to be as close to the USO card suit as possible, which is why it's super weird and skimpy and spandexy. That's my personal head. I, I agree with that because I think, thank God, they put that caveat in there because yeah. if people are like, why? It's like, well, Coulson helped, you know? Yeah. And they, they immediately start giving it a more tactical kind of armored look from then on out, the different cap suits. Right. Um, but that was great. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man being in there with them was great, you know, um, throughout the whole movie. But uh, what? Cap versus Cap, you know. Yes. So great good. scene. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> what? So, guys, the God of Mischief is back? Mm. Well, he's getting... 
He's getting a show, right? That's right. There's they're making a number of Disney uh, streaming service shows based on Hawkeye. I believe is also getting a a a a piece of Uh, that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I I don't know about Hawkeye. I knew that. uh, Like I said, Loki's getting one. Wanda and Vision. um, Nice. Bucky and Falcon. Nice. uh, And and yeah, Loki. So that's presumably where the one that snuck off with the test act has gone to start his own and he's show. still evil he's still evil loki he's not redeemed he's well, not even semi softened up yeah. he's fresh off of a defeat in new york loki it has been though confirmed now that apparently the staff he was using in that movie was affecting him as well and making him be more kind of evil and sadistic okay. than he's okay been to okay sure sure uh, Apparently, the different directors have come forward and been like, yeah, that's pretty much what we're going for, I guess. So he's going to be softened up now regardless. They could could go either way with it, right? They could decide how morally ambiguous they want to make him. Okay, okay. Um, So, yeah. um, The elevator scene, so good, right? Yes. We thought he was going to... (laughs) Well, do what he did. Uh, Yeah. And now let me ask you this, though. For the elevator scene, did you get the subtle – it wasn't even a subtle reference. It was just a a harken back to one of the more controversial Captain America timelines. Yeah, comic books more recently where Cap turns out to be a Hydra agent. I don't really know the details of that other than that. But, yeah, I heard the headline, and obviously that was kind of a neat way to, you know, acknowledge that. It was also a really cool way to – have Captain America from the future able to defuse that situation with his future knowledge. You know? And it was perfect because you like... Ooh. And their faces when they're like, oh man, they got to Captain yeah, America. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Hail Hydra. Steel breach. Frick yeah, bro. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was actually... I forgot about Robert Redford. See, I didn't do my homework yeah, yeah. up to this point. So a lot of the moments... When I bumped uh, into Redford again, I was like, oh, right, Frick, Winter Soldier. And and that yeah, that was the, the fun of it. Um, uh, we already mentioned her, but seeing Tilda Swinton, what the sorceress, yeah. Sorcerer Supreme? She was uh, the ancient one. The ancient, that's right. Boy, yeah. oh boy, was she a pleasure. Even just, I love. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to see I her. I loved those. Nice. I loved though, you know, Professor Hall coming in and saying, I need to speak to Dr. Strange. He's like, you're five years too early. He's out performing surgery. I was like, oh, yeah. she knows, man. She sees all. So good. Totally. Well, she's she's got the time stone too, right? So she's probably been. Stone gazing, oh. just like Strange was. Oh, frick. Uh, sorry, I keep keep going. I'm just nerding out. I, I She's one of my no, favorites. Cool. There's a lot of content in this movie, man. Yeah, um, yes. So those are kind of the Earth Stones. Uh, we talked about Vormir. Um, uh, we didn't talk too much about the Power Stone. Right. Go for it. Well, whatever. Them just, you know, sucker punching uh, Star-Lord. Well, my gosh. It was because it's so good. I liked how uh, uh, they set up that scene, though, where it's the it is still Mm -hmm. the intro. Yeah. Same planet, same gross rat monsters. And then they it's I think it was reshot. I don't think it was like the same. No, I'm pretty sure it was different enough. But uh, yeah. And then they cut to like. (laughs) Someone else's perspective who can't hear the music. It's just like, <laughs> and it's how we all probably what sound. Is, what does uh, Rhodey say? He says that. Uh, not job. He's a, so he's an idiot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Sum it up. Oh, so, so good. So they clock him so and good. they take the gym. And that's like probably the easiest one to get, I'd say. Other than well, her arm. getting, uh, yeah, burned up and then hijacked by the bad guys and letting Thanos get to. You know, so, so other than that, not the that, that easy, but yeah um yeah thor gets to have a heart-to-heart talk with his mom 
and like uh, that was tough that was that was touching yeah that was really yeah. nice and then after she gives him the pep talk he is able to summon Mjolnir to prove that he actually is still worthy to wield the power of Thor and that's kind of like his final pep he needs to you know get his groove back so to speak um freaking screw thor over in that timeline because now he's not got no hammer well and, uh, you know. as long as if you'll notice at the end when cap goes back with the stones yes. he also takes me on there he takes yes he so does. if he hurries you know but hey they could they could play that however they want in future stories um true yeah and then an interesting thing is that at the end when he gears out for the fight and gets like the dope braided beard and dreadlocks and stuff which was cool in the dual wielding he doesn't uh get unfat that's correct. People, that was one of my, my biggest surprises. I actually was banking on that it would do something and he'd come back to normal, but they chose to stick with yeah, him. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. It's kind of like, yeah, he's like seeing the light and he's like making change, but it's like, it's not like... Recovery is a gradual away, process. Right? And I actually know a few uh, heftier dudes that are like super dug on Fat Thor and even kind of like identifying with, uh, you know, one of the characters having some kind of representation. Um, I'd never thought about it before, you know, but... Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Okay, okay. Um, with uh, the fighting scene, the choreography at the end, you know, very, very important. Yeah. Obviously, Marvel has Crazy. done a very good job crafting combos. Um, you, you felt it a little bit more with Peter Parker and, and, and Tony because Tony felt that weight, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he knew that, you know, that he was responsible for this kid that looked up to him as like a father. Oh, yeah. We're and, introduced you know, to him when he gets hauled into Civil War by Tony in – in retrospect, what seems like a horrible move on his part, but it turned out okay. So what are we going to not use Spider-Man, you know, but yeah, good pairing, good chemistry between the actors. Okay. Um, and I mean, overall, you know, with, with infinity war and, and end game, it, it paints a picture that actually has a lot of permanency to it. Obviously we've already discussed some of the arcs that were ended. Um, some of the storylines that they chose to tie loose ends up and other ones they kind of kept open ended to give future mm-hmm. directors flexibility. Um, where do we go from here? Obviously uh, was it, what is the new Spider-Man title? Um, far from home. Is it far from home? Okay. Yep. Cause so there's homecoming then far from home. You know, they, they have confirmed that the student life, because everyone's like, well, how, how can they go back to normal? Like, it's like, you know, but they just snapped out and in, right? So yeah. essentially, the MJ we're going to see, his best friend, the yep. whole school, Ned. just half of them are five years older and they've already earned maybe post-secondary. And but none of the plot important characters. <laughs> that's the, But that's yeah. what I mean, right? I mean, and you got Flash coming yes. back and all that. But, yep. you know, Casualty where, of this many movies, where do right? we go from here? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's the thing. We're going to, Far From Home is apparently supposed to essentially sort of set the stage for that in some ways. Um, we know that Marvel now has the rights to Fox's characters. So that's X-Men, that's Fantastic Four, that's Deadpool. Um, so they have to be integrating them into their movies now at some point. This is a, maybe a good opportunity. There's a, I haven't seen the Far From Home trailer. Do you want us? Should we not bother even touching on that one for spoilers or what? No, not at all. I will. I will leave it at that for you. I watched the most recent one that actually gives the spoiler alert. Uh, Tom Holland right, actually comes right. up quickly saying, "If you have not watched Endgame, yeah. stop because this pertains to it. So don't worry about that." But <clears> the only reason I wanted to touch on that is because they they're not going to deny it. They're not going to 
not necessarily ignore that half the people were snapped and snapped back. Now they're five years older because that five years adds a lot of complexity. Yeah. yeah. But there is, I, I, I remember, and you can correct me at any time, Dave. You're a little bit more ears to the ground with this, but there is another Black Panther coming. Yep. There is the prequel Black Widow coming. Yep. We obviously know about Far, uh, Far from Home. Mm-hmm. Um. As Guardians of the Galaxy will obviously be in there. Was there anything else that you felt would push the narrative? What's next for Phase? Is this Phase Three? Uh, this right? would be, yeah, this is the ending of Phase Three, I guess. Crazy. Right. So, uh, thoughts on where you think it'll go, the, and who's going to kind of carry the mantle? They've got an opportunity to. I think the 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 rumblings is now we're getting into multiple dimensions. Maybe that will be, hey, right. there's an X-Men dimension right. and, uh, you know, a Fantastic Four dimension. Eh, on the surface, that sounds like a lazy way of mixing it all together. But at the same time, I, I would have a hard time writing all those characters into the background of the existing MCU. Um, but they're obviously going to keep that continuity going. If they're doing more Black Panther movies, I think another Doctor Strange movie is confirmed, Captain Marvel. Um, so... For me, uh, looking at the characters we have left and sort of the ones they've introduced in the last few years that are probably going to be their new kind of pillars of the whatever, the movies we come back to every year. Um, And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same, but a a big thing I've heard people talk about is like who are going to be the new big three characters. Um, Right, that's right, the new mantle holders. Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. I mean, hey, Thor's still there, so whatever but he's probably not going to be involved in the same level i don't really know no no but for me i guess that's uh i see it as uh uh dr strange captain marvel and uh, black panther i mean i don't uh spidey's in there too but he's still technically owned by sony i think so i his involvement's always going to be right i don't remember because I know that Disney has slowly worked their way through freaking everything, yeah. right? Because they they are – it's incredible if you even did a case study on Disney. Mm. They have worked their way through these universes, buying out not necessarily competition, but assets that they know, hey, we can actually move you forward mm-hmm. more. And so, you know, even when it was announced that they had owned or they bought the rights to the Fox characters, people were like, well, it was about time, you know? But it's almost like at this point, do you – how do you kind of ride the momentum up to this? Because there's this huge climax. All these people, like, I grew up with these guys now. Yep. You grew up with these guys now. They've all become a part of our lives. This is 11 years, yeah. right? Where where were you? Where were I 11 years ago? Oh, and then now coming back and saying some people's arcs are over. Yep. It's over. Yep. And now you got to carry it. Is it possible to have it even bigger, better? Or is it, you know, the threshold is there. We got to maintain that, but can it get any better? Or is it going to be more of the same, but different stories we haven't heard before? And that's going to be the recipe for success. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. So far, I feel like all things considered, all the properties they've been dealing with, some of the most ridiculous ones that, you know, you would think they'd never make a movie about that. Rocket Raccoon, you know, uh, case in point. But they've done an amazing job at keeping the quality so, like, reliably good it's like even if one of the movies they make isn't going to be the best one it's usually going to be at least watchable and pretty decent um so you, they don't even need trailers at this point you just go out and see them right but yes that can yeah, only go true, on for so true. long uh, which is why i was super glad that we actually made it to this point in the movies where iron man and captain america get a good ending for those actors and those characters 
Because, I mean, at this point, the colossal monster, the super movie, superhero movies have become, they're going to pump them out now long past the point where they're any good. Uh, you know, just looking at trends, right, in, in movies, right? Um, so I'm glad that these guys got out while it's still in a high note. Um, yes. And I don't it's know. It's a legacy thing. I think the longer it goes, the less likely it's going to stay as good. But they've surprised me before. I will say that I have felt like the last few years, it is starting to be, for me, a little bit of repetition. You know, uh, the only ones that are, like, memorable are the ones that specifically try and shake up the standard sort of formula. Um, but, you know, it, it's getting, it seems like it's getting harder and harder for them to not repeat themselves in terms of the notes of, you know, da-da-da-da-da, a new villain is introduced with a new power and turns out he's stronger than the hero than the last movie and he's got to go through a training montage to get better and the bad guy's going to get stronger and, you know, it boils down to them fighting up at the end and, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's like a, a dance we've seen too many times now. And is This is off the cuff. This is not going anywhere for those listening, but is, is Hulk gone? You know what I mean? Like, yes, he'll be there as Professor Hulk, but is that they've tried twice before? Like, let's let's be honest. Besides Mark Ruffalo essentially saving the character because Edward Norton peeved off so many directors, and then you know, unfortunately, Eric Bana being unable to get his own momentum back when they were trying to pioneer Marvel movies, mm-hmm. right? Like, they tried the Hulk, and it just didn't go very far. With was it Lee Yi? Something um, Lee, yeah. Ang Lee. Yeah, that's, thank you. Um, Thank you, Dave. Uh, So, I mean, with that though, like, is that one of the few beloveds that kind of resolves, but never really, you know, are there some characters like that are going to be in limbo now is what I'm kind of asking. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like we've mentioned Thor, right? Who's technically done, but seems like why would he quit at this point? Um, Hulk's always been weird because, that first Hulk movie was a universal movie that kind of got the rights bought by Marvel, I think. It was so, so strange. That, so that they could use Hulk in Marvel movies, but they are not allowed to do a standalone Hulk movie. Right. Which is why right. he's always been in the kind of the background, and they've sort of had to give him his own character arc in the background of Ragnarok and uh, Infinity War and then Endgame where you sort of see him but it's, it sucks because it does kind of feel like it's going on behind the scenes and we just pop in every now and then and he's like oh yeah i gotta figure it out or you know whatever yeah um yeah i don't know it'd be nice for him to get a solo film but logistically i don't see it happening at some point i thought that maybe they might before i saw endgame i thought maybe they might take the opportunity to really like hit the reset button on the universe and keep whatever talent they wanted to keep uh and, you know, leave the door open to, who knows, maybe 10 years from now, recasting a new Tony Stark or whatever, right? Or doing a slightly different universe where maybe some of the characters stayed the same and other ones, you know, I don't know. But it seems like they're not doing that so far. I don't know. I, I mean, it's obviously too early to tell. The nice part is, again, about this podcast episode is that Endgame has still only been out for a few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still fresh. People are still reveling in the fact that we just finished watching an arc of again this is over a decade like that blows my mind yeah. that it used to be a genre that people couldn't resurrect uh no thanks to you know batman <clears throat> uh you know good in the bad and then you know uh nolan came in and, and resurrected that and then spider-man um 
with Raimi, I believe, right? Uh, kind of yeah. surprised everyone that this former horror director could kind of resurrect with Tobey Maguire's the lead. And that, I think, is what yeah. built up the momentum, right? That and one then, blew up and the first X-Men movie right around the same time. Which that's right. All like the, the Matrix-style black leather jumpsuits. And, that's right. You know, dark, uh, shadowy it, rooms. and it's But cool. they weren't givens, right? And it's funny how we easily take that for granted because, you know, you and I were pretty young when those movies came out. And then yeah. now, you know, my kids are going to be like, oh, I've always – known about superhero movies like they were here before i was born like that blows my mind right Mm -hmm. so you know i guess with with final thoughts i would like to know um you know besides the fact that literally a rat saved the universe and it took 14 million and one times for that to happen right or whatever um but what are your final thoughts then just in closing obviously there's some really good stuff coming up i'm i would love Mm -hmm. to have you on the podcast again not just about this but you know anything else as well but what, what are your thoughts in regards to just for those that loved it, for those that hated it, and for those that are indifferent, what what would you kind of leave them with? Uh, I guess I guess gotta say, if you look at the whole thing, it's like you said, it's the end to a ton of different character plot lines and character arcs that they've done an amazing job at, in my opinion, weaving in a cohesive way throughout all these movies, so that it still seems like the same characters, plus they're growing and developing throughout the movies in a believable way, and. Uh, you know, taking that into account, the amount of characters that had to get screen time, had to get a moment. Um, I, I thought they did a pretty good job, honestly. It's I couldn't have thought of a better ending for Iron Man or Cap um, or Hulk, really. Uh, and Thor's was a surprise, but, you know, he was always about... He started out perfect, right? He was the god at That's the start. Right. That's uh, right. You know, deal with uh, living up to that legacy. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It was a great, uh, it's a good way to end it off. And uh, yeah, I, I've had fun going on about it. And awesome. uh, I'd be down to uh, come on again if you want. No, absolutely. And I, I want to thank uh, Dave again, Dave Thompson, you guys, Super Dave. Um, you guys can check him out. Again, just look up on YouTube. His, uh, you know, semi-viral, for our standards, I, I think, uh, Don't Stop Thanos Now music video. Just type in those words and you'll see and, it. Uh, I will definitely be doing a follow-up to yes. it uh, as soon as I can get some Blu-ray quality uh, footage from the movie. Yes. I've already got it planned out. It's gonna be no, great. perfect. We we look forward to it. So again, guys, on the Restaurants podcast, we're we're trying new things and different things. And I'm so grateful, Dave. Uh, you know, at the last minute, you were you were willing. I had a few guests lined up. Poor Dave. He had to find out he was third string. But yet, you are now first string, right? Well, you picked my first string uh, topic to talk Good. about. Good. No, so, hey, yeah, I'm happy. glad. And and so, uh, guys, listening to the Russ Rants podcast, really grateful as always. If you stuck it out to the very end, at least it means that either you just enjoy us bantering back and forth or you love the movie as much as we did and you wanted to dissect it or hear other people discussing your same thoughts. What did we, what did we miss? Uh, what were some things that you thought really stood out that we didn't touch on? What were some things that you disagree with? Uh, what were some other things that you look forward to? Any fan theories, anything like that let us know you can send any comments to russrantsreal at gmail.com you can find me on instagram uh, at russrants and on twitter at russrants number one again thank you very much super dave really really a pleasure to have you on the show and we'll catch all of you guys on the next episode have a great week we will see you later so long 
Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Russ Rants. It has been a pleasure. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please feel free to subscribe to support. And you can find me on Twitter at RussRants1, Instagram, which is RussRants, and email, which is RussRantsReal at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care.